Thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Jesus. Greetings, everyone. This is Rob Hames. This program is called 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today's program is about walking in the light. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. We see here in verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we are in fellowship with him, but we're walking in darkness, we're lying. We're deceiving ourselves, and we're deceiving other people. But if we walk in the light, the light of God shining on us will expose any darkness, and our desire is to walk with the Lord and to please him, and that darkness will be driven out of our lives, and we will have true fellowship with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ, and with one another. We cannot have real fellowship with one another without having true fellowship with the Father and with his Son. Let's turn to John 17, verse 20. Jesus was praying to the Father here in John 17, and in verse 20 he said, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Let's just quickly turn to John chapter 8. Verse 29, And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As we walk in the light, seeking always to please the Father, exercising ourselves constantly to have a conscience void of offense toward God and man, we will have fellowship with the Father, his Son Jesus, and each other. We cannot have fellowship with God or each other if we allow sin in our lives or darkness or lies. 
Sin separates us from God and each other. In him is no deceit, no violence, no sin. 1 John 5.20 And we know that the Son of God is come, and have given us an understanding, that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. If you remember, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. As we walk in the truth, as we walk in the light, we will be in him, he in us, and we will have fellowship, true fellowship with each other. And as we gather together in true fellowship, loving the Lord, always walking with a conscience void of offense toward God and man, we can have real fellowship with God and with he will inhabit our praises and we commune with him and we will be in his presence. The Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. And the world will see that and they'll say, God is in you of a truth and they'll be drawn to Jesus and they will come to the Lord. But if we walk in sin and try to justify it, we walk in darkness We lie and do not the truth, and the world sees it. Don't think they don't see it. They see that. They see that falsehood. They see that hypocrisy, and they go, I don't need that. 1 John 4, 9 through 13. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son, to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his Spirit. Verse 16, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. What happened to the church? When you read the Bible, the the early church, they had all things in common. They had all things in common. They were one with Jesus and one with one another. What happened to the church? We have division. How did division happen? Offenses, people hardening their hearts, not humbling themselves, not repenting not forgiving one another, people with prideful agendas, wanting to be great and causing division. Paul said to the Corinthians, I've heard that there's division among you. And he said, you're carnal. That's carnality. The church is full of it, full of division. Darkness is coming on the earth, but Jesus is the light of the world. If any man follow him, he shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So as the darkness is coming over the earth, which we know we can see that darkness is on the earth. Great darkness, gross darkness covers the people. But Jesus is the light of the world. If any man will follow him, he shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So again, going back to 1 John, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. So we must seek that. We must truly seek that to walk in the light, to be filled with righteousness. He that seeketh after righteousness shall be filled. Thank you, Jesus.
Those of you out there that long for true fellowship with the Lord and with brothers and sisters, you can have it. We can have that if we will seek after righteousness, if we will really follow Jesus and have a heart willing to be corrected by him. Jesus said in Revelation, when he was talking to one of the churches, Jesus said, those that I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So if you have sin in your life, repent now. Come to Jesus. There's no condemnation. Confess your sin to him. If you have sinned against a brother or a sister, go to them. Walk in the light. Let it be exposed. There's no condemnation. Confess it. Confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse you of that sin. And your fellowship will be restored with the Lord and with one another. That's how we do it. That's how we can walk on in true fellowship. Truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And God has no fellowship with darkness. There's no fellowship light with darkness. There's no fellowship righteousness with sin. The lies that are in the church right now are totally of Satan, that somehow everything's okay, everything's covered, and we don't need to confess our sins. That's a lie. If we have sin, we need to confess it. We need to turn from it with all our heart and walk on with that clear conscience, void of offense toward God and man. And we can have true fellowship with God and true fellowship one with another. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, you also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. That's what God wants. Out of our true fellowship will come true spiritual sacrifices, true worship unto God. Jesus said in John 4 when he was talking to the woman at the well, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Father, he said, seeks such. He's seeking. The Father in heaven is seeking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Matthew fifteen eight and 9. Jesus said, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. The church of Jesus Christ is full of this, full of vain worship, full of doctrines of men. It's not pleasing to God. We need to turn from that. We need to humble ourselves. We need to turn from our evil ways. We need to purify ourselves. Jesus is coming back soon. We need to be ready to meet him. We need to be serving him in spirit and in truth. We need to be worshiping him in spirit and in truth. God is making us into a holy priesthood, a holy habitation for him. As we offer up true, pure worship to him, he inhabits our praises. If we come to worship him with unconfessed sins, offenses, unforgiveness. Our worship is in vain. It is not acceptable to him. We must repent and return to our God. He is ready to pardon and cleanse us so that 
we can offer an acceptable offering pleasing to him and enter into his glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, whom you have of God? Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Verse 15, Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know you not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. Verse 19, What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We belong to God. We are His children. We do what He wants. We seek Him, not to seek to do our own pleasure and ask Him to justify us and take us to heaven while we do our own wicked deeds. No way. That's not going to work. We belong to Him. We've been bought with a price, with the precious blood of the Lamb. We need to come before God, humble ourselves, wash us, make ourselves clean through the Word of God and the Holy Ghost and offer Him a true offering of praise. Amen. God is worthy of true worship and praise. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building, fitly framed together, groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. We are the temple of God. We are the holy temple of God. The temple of God is holy. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, there is one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all.